0: Well, hello, and I am back with Rob and Kira of the Copywriter Club, and we are doing a bonus mini-sode on um, what it is that they look for guests that they bring onto their podcast. So thank you very, very much. I know that people get nervous about doing these because it's like an invitation to be pitched a little bit by putting this out there, and people have mixed feelings about that. So I appreciate your willingness to chat. Um, I wanted to start by just mentioning that your podcast is predominantly an interview show, and All of your guests are invited on to talk about something of value specifically to copywriters and how to do the business of copywriting. And I'm wondering if there's anything beyond that that you really try to look for in the kinds of guests that you bring on to the Copywriter Club. Like, What really catches your attention or makes you feel like, oh, this is somebody that we've got to have on the show?
1: Yeah, I think it might be something that's a little bit outside of the box too. So yes, it's we we focus on copywriting and copy mastery, marketing, the business of copy. But there's so many topics that you know are tangential, tangential, tangential to that that we would love to cover and we most likely have not covered before. So I think especially if you want to pitch a show like ours or another similar show, find, listen to the shows, find out what else they have not covered that is relevant to a copywriter. Maybe it's more about like how to plan your day, which could be relevant to everyone, but if you can give it a twist so it's relevant to copywriters, then you become really interesting because most likely no one's pitched us on that idea before. So I think that's a big piece of it. I would also say we're a big fan of frameworks. We teach that um, to our copywriting students. And um, if you have a framework you can teach or create one from scratch, so you have some structure to what you're teaching, um, that makes it easier for us to understand it and to really want to communicate that and share that with our community too. So sometimes like packaging up your knowledge and presenting that will help you pitch any show.
2: Yeah. And we get pitches. Maybe you're going to ask this, Bridget. I don't know. But we get pitches from people who, you know, PR people. It's like, hey, such and such uh, CEO of this business just finished a book. Uh, he'd be perfect for your audience. And, you know, it's that it's that very plain uh, pitch. And like, well, why would this person be perfect for our audience? You know, our audience Uh, Isn't in a corporate environment. Our audience, you know, isn't you know doing the the thing that their book is about. And so, you know, when I see these pitches, uh, my initial reaction is, well, you clearly haven't listened to our show. You don't know what we're about. Uh, Those pitches just they go nowhere. You know, in fact, sometimes I don't even say no, thank you. I just ignore them, just because you know they haven't spent any time trying to learn about us. I'm probably not going to spend a lot of time telling them how to do that, right? So, so we pass on those. But yeah, if it's something that our, that's going to engage our audience, you know, if it's a, a tool that's really going to help a freelancer uh, or uh, maybe not even a freelancer, but somebody who's working in an ad agency, but it's going to help them you know, idea or or think about their copy differently. Like, yeah, we want to talk to those kinds of people.
0: Yeah. The, the kind of pitch you just talked about PR, it's like, that's the boilerplate, right? Like that's the thing you put at the bottom of the press release that like tells the about line. And that is the laziest way to pitch a podcast. And I it's think awful. that people don't know yet how to pitch podcasts. And so they just sort of default to that. And I think they think that oh the book is impressive or the CEO is impressive, and they don't think about the value. And that's actually something that I'm really hoping to see shift within the next year as people kind of get with the program <laughs> about podcasts.
2: Yeah, we, we we care about our audience. I mean, you know, and if if we start putting out shows that our audience doesn't care about, they're not going to come back for the next one. And so we're just not we're just not going to go there. Like it it has to work for our audience. Otherwise, it's not going to work for us.
1: And also, I mean, if you can't, if you do have any connection to that show, it doesn't have to be someone who's best friends with the host, but just someone who might be in the community. Um, just to even share who those people are and show that level of enthusiasm, like you've done some homework and you are trying to learn more about that show and the community, that helps too. Um, also, just doing your homework to research the host. So, especially for our show, the two of us. like do, do you know anything about us? Do you, you know, just adding some personality that connects um, you as a person pitching to us and sh- like humanizes us and shows that you want a relationship with us and you want to hang out and spend some time together talking about this topic you're really excited about rather than just making it more of like a business transaction because ultimately podcasting and pitching podcasts, this is all about relationship development and you spend an hour, 45 minutes with someone, you're going to build a relationship with them. So I think really kind of appealing to that side of podcast hosts uh, to show that, you know, we're going to make the most out of our time together. We're going to make this good for your audience, but we're going to also enjoy it together. You'll learn something. I'll learn something um, and build a relationship out of it.
0: Yeah. You know, this actually makes me wonder, I've seen some people whose pitch style have like a really playful kind of tone. And it's hard, like to convey this without you know showing you as an example. but where their tone is just like very playful, very casual, just, like honestly more stylized, I think in the way that you guys might work with in some of the copy that you do. And I wonder how that feels on the receiving end, if that feels good or does that feel bad? Like, does it depend on how it's executed? I've been so curious about this because it has been cropping up more and things that I've been seeing. I'd love
1: to see what you're talking about. Um, I mean, I think it depends on the execution of it too. There's a balance between like stylized and adding personality and then also doing your research and adding some value and p- positioning what you're going to teach in a way that feels like it's clear and that it's not just going to be chit chat over on the show. So I do think it's a nice balance of the two and not leaning too far either way. I guess if you want to lean you know, more into the content and the value that helps, but the style and the personality grabs our attention.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, I think the best pitch that I've ever seen was somebody who talked about how she had lost friends listening to our podcast and how she'd been hiding out in her closet to escape from her husband and her one-year-old in order to get more time with us. Like It was, it, it was so so personal and so compelling that uh, you know, we, we just knew. I don't, I'm not even sure if she was pitching our podcast or what she was pitching us on, but I was like, we absolutely have to talk to this person because it was so good it and was, it was not only creative, but it related to the things that we did. It was very, um, it related to our group and and really um, valuable to that. So yeah, that kind of a thing we're gonna react to almost every time.
1: And another pitch that was really good, that we both loved was someone who um, was an SEO consultant and had listened to the show and knew all about our community and basically was like, hey, I've listened to a bunch of your shows. You haven't talked at all about SEO and content. And here's why that's important. And I'd love to be the person. Here's why I would be great to bring this conversation to your show. And she added her credentials and it was, you know, less personality based. It wasn't stylized, but it was just like done my homework. I'm going to add value to your show. Here's why I'm the best person to do it. And we immediately invited her onto the show.
2: Yeah. It was a great episode too.
1: I love that. I mean, what you're really talking
0: about is like that style versus substance, right? And that it's the substance that matters. And this is actually something I tried to impart to my own team where you have a lot of people who are saying like, give a compliment first, or, you know, like mention something in episode. And we definitely do that. And I know people get pitches that way, but I really believe, and I'd be curious if, if you agree with this and what you're looking at, that if the content do- isn't a match or you haven't shown them what you're actually going to bring to the show in the audience, it doesn't matter how much of a compliment you give to somebody. And if you have to pick obviously you should do your research and make a connection, but you have to pick one. It should really be the substance and showing that you're going to bring something of value. Because I will say I've done really traditional pitches where it's just topical with no compliments, anything, and people get booked because that's what, it's really about the audience. It's, you know, more than anything.
1: Yeah. And people can see through the compliments. I mean, everyone has, I love compliments. I love to be buttered up, um, but we can see through which ones are genuine. I mean, we know <laughs> we're copywriters. We get that. So um, I think as long as it's genuine and from some people, it's so clearly genuine, like they are fans. Um, that's great. But if you're not a fan, don't pretend to be a fan. That's okay. Like we don't want to just talk to people on our show who are our fans. That, that would be a really lame show. So, so I think just again, like, what is your angle? Is it more about the substance or is that you are the number one fan? You've listened to every show and you have a story that you want to share that you think is relevant.
2: Yeah. There's that tactic where, um, people are told, you know, listen to a show, mention it. So, you know, we see that first line that it's like, I really liked your interview with Seth Godin. This was the line that stood out to me. Like we, That's been repeated enough that it used to work. It used to work.
1: I used to do that, you know, five
0: years ago and it worked, but it doesn't work anymore.
2: Yeah.
0: It's one of those things where I think it is hard because people do, you know, sometimes that is genuine. And then obviously you get so much of it, you get fatigued by it. And so, yeah, I think just, you know, sitting down to reflect, like if you're going to pitch the copywriter club, what is it else? Like what ways can you show that you're listening? And that SEO example you gave is so perfect. Like I noticed you haven't done this one yet. Like, duh. Like that's such a great approach. That's so good. Um, what is the balance of guests that you bring on from your own outreach versus people coming through referrals and then people coming like totally cold? If you could just think about like what the mix
1: is of that. Oh, oh my goodness, that's such a good question. Um, I don't track that piece of it. We should track that. I think my, <laughs> the biggest challenge I have at least is that when I'm meeting people at events or meeting people online, I'm constantly, if they have, if I feel that spark. I will ask them immediately on the spot. Even if we don't need to book anyone, I'm like, hey, we'd love to have you on the show. So I have a lot of people out there who I've invited. And so it's more about the follow-up and getting them booked. That's the hardest part for me is like, how do we now get them on the show? Um, But as far as like the balance between who pitches us, um, I'd say we're going after people more so than taking the people that are pitching us. But Rob, you get more of the pitches than I do. So maybe that's not fair.
2: No, I I think that's about right. We probably interview... Ten people that we have found or we have chosen to every one pitch that we take between you and I, um, but and I'll I'll be uh, honest, like I I probably ignore or respond no to eighty percent of the pitches that I get just because they're not really applicable to our audience. Uh, there are topics that do apply to our audience, you mindset things, uh, you know, financial issues or legal issues, that kind of thing. But um, so many of the pitches that that we get. It's just clearly people who will, who are, you know, using this as an outreach and trying to either you know, build their audience or, or, you know, sell their book or whatever. And that stuff just isn't the stuff that we're looking
0: for. Yeah. And I I'll say being on the other side of that, the majority of people just don't respond. And it's like one of those things where if this is you and you're sending pitches out and people aren't responding, like it's not personal. Like it's not an indictment No, it's for your value as a person, as a business owner or what have you, but it's just like, is it a match or not? And um, maybe we can talk to about like pet peeves, you know, things that people should like really avoid doing that are like instant nos for you. are there is there anything like that that you get that you're like n- delete immediately?
1: Hmm. Well, I think what Rob mentioned earlier about just like clearly, you don't even know what our show is or maybe even what a copywriter is. Um, that's an obvious one,
2: yeah that's, that's the main one that sticks out for me. It's like, if it's obvious to me that you haven't listened to the show or that you've maybe only listened to that one episode in order to make that, you know, write that one line, uh, you don't know who we're talking to. That's an, that's an easy note.
1: Yeah. I think also with referrals too, I'm like, you know, we know if any referrals are coming from you, Bridget, like we trust you, you've brought a bunch of people on the show. We like, we trust the source, but I think with people in our circle too, just, um, You know, do they do they really believe that person is a great guest, or is it their friend and they want to help their friend? So I think I'm really skeptical with some introductions, and I don't think it's wrong. I mean, everybody wants to help their friends out, but it's also like I have to ask myself that question: Is it just it's their buddy and they want to help them, or is it someone they believe is really a great guest? And so finding those people you can trust is important, which is why what you're doing is so important. People who genuinely are trying to make those connections to make the show valuable. Yeah, I will say one thing that I
0: do that is actually harder than you think is say something like, you know, Hey, Rob and Kira, um, I want to suggest so-and-so for your show because, and I work really, really hard to think about what comes after that because, and it's gotta be, so real and true that it's like, this is exactly why they should be on your show and not generic. Like, because I know you bring on copywriters, you know, and like, if you can think about what is the because and do it as a writing exercise, I think that that can actually help clarify. And if you're making a referral and you want to refer a friend to to a show, you know, if you're a member of community or something, thinking about that, what is that because line that you would put that shows that you understand what this podcast is listening for or looking for, what they like to have in their guests and what kind of value they can do that actual part can be everything. Um, so I think that's a discipline that you can put into yourself. <laughs> it sounds simple. It's hard.
2: I agree with that hundred percent. If, if that because is really natural and, and it feels really natural, then, then it makes a lot of sense. If you're stretching to make, you know, to fit that because, you know, uh square peg round hole or whatever then you know maybe there's a better podcast to, to reach out to
0: yeah um so the last thing i just wanted to ask you is you know is there a guest that you're like i really want this guest or this kind of guest to come onto the show or any topics that are kind of on your radar that you're thinking about exploring
1: um yeah. Ooh. we want you back bridget we want you back <laughs> anytime <laughs> <laughs> sweet just you i mean i fe- this is such a cop out but i feel like we've had so many of our big names like my favorite podcast host has been on glenn washington um seth godin has been on recently ray edwards a copy mentor has been on so um i think it's actually an exercise i need to go through now is like hey we've had a lot of our big name guests on who else like who are we going after next what are those topics and let's challenge ourselves to think even bigger because it's easy to become complacent um so i think even in that question it just makes me want to start thinking about that more
2: Yeah, for me, it's less about the name of the person and it's more the things that I want to learn at this point. So, you know, if somebody can uh, teach us, you know, ways to get better at our craft, mastery, um, you know, formulas for writing certain things better. That's something I'm really interested in and really interested in sharing with our audience. And it doesn't matter to me if that comes from somebody who's been in the industry for 20 years and is making seven figures and has the name, or if it comes from somebody who's just started out a year ago and they're you know really starting to figure it out. I just, I want that information and that learning.
0: Yeah. And I'll say that if you're listening and you haven't listened to the longer episode I had with Kieran Rob go listen to that because they do talk a lot about what they like in guests. And you guys mentioned frameworks and um, in that is something that you like and And so that would be another great resource to hear that longer episode. Well, I know that that is the time that we have today, and I really appreciate you um, sharing candidly, kind of what you look for and what some of those pet peeves are. It's really helpful, not just to people like me who are in the industry, but you know, just like your everyday person who might be a huge fan and might be nervous about approaching you. You know, so hopefully, this gives somebody the motivation that you might not have connected with otherwise. So I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And um, please, please go check out the Copywriter Club podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and at the copywriterclub.com. You can also connect with Kira at her site, kirahog.com and Rob at his at brandstoryonline.com. And thank you again both so much. Thank you for having us.
2: Thanks for tip.